Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Today, Scott joins me and we recap everything but the Be Our Guest podcast cruise from our recent trip down to Walt Disney World. So we talk about our fancy stays at the Grand Floridian Resort and what we regret about staying there. Kind of an interesting conversation there. I also talk about my quick stay pre-cruise over at Coronado Springs. We talk about an epic day at Disney's Hollywood Studios where I use Genie Plus. And we saw just about everything in the park despite getting to the park around lunchtime. Had some great meals there as well. We also had a bomb coochin over at Epcot. If you don't know what that is, we spent 45 minutes watching these things getting made at uh over by starbucks and you might want to do this on your next trip if you're headed down soon we uh scott talks about a great meal at narcusis lots of fun talk about all the land portion of our walt disney world vacation and the cruise talk is coming up friday but don't wish away today's podcast we're going to take you to walt disney world right now as always our shows are brought to you by the magic for less travel the agents are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing walt disney world Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Just swing by themagicforless.com today. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make these shows possible. Thank you so much for that. Our patrons also get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast ready to take a trip to the world you found the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast this is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage welcome to episode 2320 of the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast i'm your host mike rallman from be our and one of the senior agents over at the magic for less travel happy monday to you hope you're doing well and hope you've been doing great over the past week and a half as we have actually been out of the office and out of the studios sailing on the disney wish and spending some time down at Walt Disney World, and what a great time it was. Thank you again to everybody who sailed with us on the Disney Wish. We had an outstanding time. We're going to talk about the podcast cruise later this week. That's going to happen on Friday's episode because Pam is going to join us to talk about her thoughts on that. So we didn't want to talk about the cruise quite yet because she's not here today. But today, Scott and Mike are getting together to talk about our Walt Disney World stays and all the travels and trials and tribulations that went around with everything non-cruise from this Walt Disney World epic vacations. And joining me today from up in the mitten, where it is much cooler than it was down in Walt Disney World about seven days ago, your friend of mine, hashtag Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Hey, Mike. <clears throat> Glad to be back in the studio with you. You know, we look forward to these vacations. We plan, we save, we make all these great memories. It's a little sad when it's done. But you know what? We have the memories and we have future adventures to look forward to. So while I'm sad that our adventure ended for the podcast cruise, I'm excited for what's to come. Speaking of your next big adventure headed to a Disney destination. Aloha to you, October. You're heading out to Alani, correct? Yes, I'm. Um, It's funny because like that's coming up. <laughs> like <laughs> like when I went when I checked into my flight, you know, for coming back from this, I, you see the countdown. It's like 94 days. So you check into your flight to Honolulu. I'm like, my gosh, that's three months away. Like I, I waited over a year, right. For the wish, you know, and like, you know, was excited for that. And now like, I only have like a small window to get excited for Hawaii. Definitely going to, you know, got the planning cap on because how often do you go out there? Unless if you're Wade, maybe you go like a couple times a year, but we're not all Wade Anderson out here. So, <laughs> so I'm definitely, definitely excited for that. I'm sure there'll be more Hawaii trips to come, but I want to be prepared and be super excited for this trip. So can't wait for that one. I mean, other than the fact that you drive a Maserati every day, yeah. <laughs> right. Wade gets one once in a once in a blue moon to, to cruise around Omaha. Anyway, so we are going to, like I said, talk about our Walt Disney World adventures. No cruise talk until Friday, so hang tight for that. Of course, listener questions will head your way on Wednesday. We're kind of getting back on schedule, and we'll have a live call-in show this Sunday night. So if you sail with us, give us your highlights on Sunday night or questions about the Disney Wish. 
we have now sailed on her so we can give you because it is a different ship so we got lots to talk about but again we'll talk about that sunday night if you have questions you can write those in of course you can ask on wednesday whatever you think but today we're talking about walt disney world so let's start about it with our resort stays scott before and after we both stayed we bookended our cruise with stays you decided to stay at the grand floridian both before and after so Let's talk, because I stayed there after two. So we both stayed at the Grand. What were your thoughts on staying at the Grand? Yeah, so I was excited to do this because as a DVC member, um, they've opened up a new building for DVC and like with the new remodeled rooms. So I really wanted to see that, but I never saw the original um, DVC room. So that's kind of how I kind of planned this trip. And I was kind of smart because I was more excited about the new room. So at the front end of the trip, I did the original DVC wing. And then for the back end of the trip, I did the new rooms, which is like very similar to what you had mm -hmm. um, for after the after the cruise. So I was really excited about that because, as you know, man, when you get when you're booted off the ship, man, it's just like a, a sad feeling. Like, oh man, like the the cruise is over. What I had to look forward to now? Well, we had to look forward to a stay at Walt Disney World's Grand Floridian Resort. So that was pretty awesome. But yeah, very excited. It was our first time staying in there, so I have a lot of thoughts. But what was your initial reaction? Well, so. Let's talk about the Grand first, um, even though that's where I stayed second. We stayed at Coronado before the cruise. I'll touch on that in just a minute. But staying at the Grand Floridian, I, you know, I've been reflecting on it because we've only been home as of the time we're recording. We've been home about 36 hours, you know, so it's busy catching up with work, catching up with <laughs> trying to unpack, <clears throat> taking care of the dog. The dog had to go to the vet, stuff like, you know, all the stuff catching, you know, life gets it comes at you hard uh, when you get back from being gone for 10 days. But as I was thinking about the the grand floridian state here's my initial thoughts the new rooms are amazing the new rooms are really really great they're a lot better than they used to be they've added outlets everywhere in the rooms which was key because we had so many devices i mean especially now we you know there were three of us because Paige obviously went back to chicago before we went, uh, after the cruise that we'll talk about that in a minute but she was not with us at the grand floridian um but Everybody now has, of course, a phone. Everybody, there was a couple iPads. Everybody now, every night is recharging their Magic Band Plus. So you got outlets, you got four, you know, USB ports somewhere to charge those suckers up or three ports. So you have stuff plugged in everywhere. So that that was covered at the Grand Floridian. We had that. That was nice. The room was large. But again, here was the here was the dilemma I had. P Mallory kept saying how how large the room was. And I said, the room is large. We're at a deluxe resort. However, we're coming off of a cruise and you got to think about like everything is so efficient on a cruise ship that maybe a room at pop century might feel large coming off of a cruise ship because think about how small the restrooms are on, in your stateroom at a cruise. You know, I, I know the room was large, but I think it's, it seemed even it was larger because we were moving off of a cruise into a deluxe resort, but it was nice vaulted ceilings in those rooms made them look really, really big. The big window, the, the balcony, uh, looking out over the lagoon was wonderful looking over the contemporary the polynesian <clears throat> great great view there um i had the same thought as, as that you were saying to mallory so i think my room was bigger though like because i had a i had a corner room so a little backstory at the end of the cruise um liz started not feeling well my wife elizabeth so we really wanted her to get some rest that first day because it's been hot she's got a stomach ache so I went to the front desk, like if we can just get the first available room and DVC is tough because you normally get booked in, checked in like after four with DVC because there's limited rooms. They're big. They got to clean them. So we got a room at 1230. I'm like, sweet. And it was this corner room. And Mike, it was, I know you never came over to it, but it was huge for a studio. It had this long walkway that you went through lots of open spaces and tables. I think it had an extra chair than what yours did. It had two separate balconies because it was a corner room. And I said to Elizabeth, like, am I dreaming that this is big because we just got off the ship or like, is this really big? And it was a huge room. It was awesome. I'm glad they got us situated. But one minor complaint, like this isn't much of a complaint because they got me that room right away. But I booked a theme park view room. <laughs> and I told you about this while we we're down there. My view of Cinderella Castle had this giant tree like dead on blocking it. So was it a theme park view room? I don't know, but I was very happy that they were able to accommodate us and get us that early check-in. That was the most important thing. It was a big tree. <clears throat> you showed me the you showed me the pictures. Well, we could tree. see the tree from like the boat. We were like joking, like how we we're like taking the boat back to the resort. Like, oh yep, I can see my room because I see that giant tree that's blocking the path. It was. I mean, you had two you had two balconies, so I guess I made up for it. But yeah, the, right. the tree was big. 
Uh, but yeah, here's here's the discussion that we had though, kind of in the pre-show for those that were joining us a little bit early, is that you know I joke that I feel like I kind of robbed myself a bit because we stayed at the Grand Floridian in the first day. Now Paige was with us the day we got off the ship. We got off the ship on July seventh. That was the last day of the cruise, and Paige had to go back to Chicago to start her basketball stuff on July eighth. So she had to be back the next day. So she got to stay one day. So I bought her a one day ticket. She'd never seen galaxy's edge, anything like that. She'd never been on Mickey and Minnie's. She picked the park. So we spent one day at Hollywood studios the day we got off the ship and we did these parks. Like we used to do the parks 15 years ago. We went, we dropped our luggage off at the grand Floridian. We never went in. We just dropped it off. We got straight on a bus went over to the studios and stayed there the entire day. We do not do that anymore. I've not done that in 15 years, but we, and we bought genie plus and we went all day, but here's, so I'll talk about that day in a second, but here's the thing I'm saying. I feel like I didn't take advantage of staying in, you know, what used to be, or maybe still is the flagship resort at Walt Disney world. You know, like I got in the pool, maybe 20 minutes, 25, 30 minutes out of the entire stay. We ate at grand Floridian cafe. That was nice. Um, we ate at Gasparilla's, but I just didn't, you know, I ran every morning in the fitness center over there. That looks up for the one day we couldn't get in cause it was locked and nobody could open. Nobody could find a key, not even security. That was wild. Um, but I, I just, it was super convenient being on the monorail, being that close to magic Kingdom. That was great. But I just feel like this was a place where it would almost be great to not have theme park tickets. I feel like that first day I was paying all this money to not be there. It, it kind of killed me. Yeah. No, I hear you. And I did a lot of that on the front end of the, of the trip. You know, I was able to take advantage of some of those things, but yeah, that's what we were talking about. Like there was another pool. So I went to what I would put in quotes, the quiet pool. So that's the one that's you walk out the main lobby. There's like the big pineapple fountain. I would call that the quiet pool, even though you obviously see a bunch of people in there, but it's bigger. It doesn't have the slide. It doesn't bring like the, the, the rolling cart doesn't come out, you know, for the kids activities. That's the other one that has like the big, waterfall and all that but i would have liked to check that pool out too i just stuck to the one quiet pool the whole time while it was great but there was things i didn't see like i was talking to you one day like they had like that little miniature golf course set up they had like the lawn darts and cornhole i never did any of that <laughs> um which is unlike my style of vacationing i like to slow down and just chill at the resort um i mean i did go to like the restaurants and bars a little bit which is nice like the enchanted rose and things but another thing, though, that might have hurt us a little too, Mike, I mean, it didn't impact our stay really there, but there was a lot of construction that was happening like on the main building. And that, not a downer, that's not a vacation killer by any means, but like walking to Gasparilla was not a pretty sight, I would say, you know, just like scaffolding all over the place, construction workers, the lobby kind of has construction happening in there too. Like I'm really excited to see the changes because I think that lobby really could use some zhuzhing, like it really needs to be spruced up. So it's going to have to happen eventually at some point. I mean, it's a huge, Walt Disney World's a huge resort. So you got to have, there's going to be construction projects all the time, but it was just kind of unfortunate it was happening while we were there at the Grand Floridian. Yeah. And I mean, we got, I got a decent discount, you know, because I think because of the construction going on and what's happened is the construction has now reached the main building. You know, it is, it, it's moved away from all the outer buildings. They're done. And so it's hit where you know the main guest area is like like the main building where Gasparilla's is you know the the lobby is like going under obviously refurbishment and i will say the last day <laughs> as we were getting ready to leave uh they were they were putting up more scaffolding around the main building and i told mallory i said that guy right there should be in lanuba because it was incredible like he was walking the pipes as he was building the the scaffolding itself like it was it was unbelievable like i was like is that safe i mean he had a like a like a safety like string or harness on him but like you know he wasn't on a board he was like walking a pipe like he was like six seven stories up i was like this guy he could like do you know do a shift you know in the morning over at grand floridian and then you know be a part of the crew over at uh drawn to life in disney springs at night it was pretty awesome you know? but one more thing about the grand floridian and i have to give a shout out these cast members were incredible like so and i and i i love all cast members some are better than others but they're all like i mean generally speaking the cast members are always great but that bell services team like before the cruise after the cruise anytime i wanted to uber do anything with my luggage bring them up to my room or bring my luggage down 
they were incredible. They were like the nicest people. Mr. Gardner, this, Mr. Gardner, that. When, how's your stay? Blah blah blah. They asked so many questions. They were engaging. They were so helpful, and I was just, I was just blown away at how great that cast was. And even the cast by, um, you know, like a lot of us like to when you're staying there, you're, you know, you take a break from the Magic Kingdom, you go to Gasparilla, you can, you got a nice view of the castle, you can watch the fireworks from there. They pipe in the music. And Mike, I think you were there for one of the nights where the cast like had their Mickey gloves on and they came out and like brought said this saying to bring Tinkerbell out and they would give you high fives and all that. I've never seen a cast like at a resort like quite like that one. They did a awesome job in making you a happy guest. Yeah, I agree. Even the greeter at the, the front there, always making conversation. Uh, there was a water spill one time outside the store. I think our last day. They were very polite and were kind of redirecting us. We didn't go down the main stairway, but they were, you know, explaining the situation. It was, like you said, the bell services, man. When we left to get in our Uber, they just loaded it up. Like, we didn't yeah. touch our luggage. Just, and they loaded it like a Tetris because we had nine yeah. bags. It was I mean, amazing. Like, they, I just was so pleased. <laughs> I was yeah, so pleased with that, with their cast members. I applaud them. Um, whoever their general manager is over there is doing a really great job at the Grand Floridian. And then Megan here in the live chat, she's asking about the, the, the Grand does have lots of different types of rooms, views. They have lagoon view, theme park view, garden views. Actually, now they're called resort views. Um, but I think our rooms had vaulted ceilings simply because we were on the top floor, both yeah. of us. We were on the fifth floor in our respective buildings. I was in Boca Chica, and I believe you were in Big Pine Key. Yeah. Right? Some right. some some tree, <laughs> yeah. I think that was the one. It was the one that's like right next to the pool there. That's where the DVC yeah. wing is. Yep. But I think but yeah, we were on the top floor, so I think that explains the vaulted ceilings. And it was coming off a cruise ship, man. Like, that is just like a weird feeling, though, when you got this like huge ceiling. Because like I can, I can't imagine for you, Mike, when you're in the shower on the ship, you're probably hitting your head on the ceiling. It's so close. low. Yeah. yeah, it's close. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a little challenge, but it's fine. I'm on a cruise ship. Give me, give it to me any, any day of the week. Anyway, so. Real quick, I stayed at Coronado pre-trip. Coronado is awesome. I was in the Tower Waterview room. Just, God, I love that resort. That is a great value. And here's here's the, the, the kind of the flip-flop, right, of that. We didn't have theme park tickets. So we just, for a day and a half, we swam both days. We uh, went to Disney Springs the one the, that night, the, the, the Saturday night, I think it was. Or, yeah, the first night we got there. We had a great meal. Just real quick, I just want to throw this in there. You guys were going doing a fancy meal that night. They went to Narcoosie's Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That night you guys went to Narcoosie's. That kind of wasn't our thing. So we decided just, we didn't have any plans. This is just me, right? So, and Paige was with us. So the four of us didn't have any plans. Like, let's go to Disney Springs. We have to. We'll eat at Chicken Guy or we'll eat at, you know, whatever. We'll eat at Wolfgang Puck Express. We're not picky. We roll up on a Saturday night. It was 6, like 15. So, I mean, it's like prime eating time. Splitsville. Cause I'm like, let's try out Splitsville. Let's see what they have. See if we can get some ribs and go bowling. Cause we talked about it on the show. No, we did. But we sat down on the outdoor patio. Cause it was a really nice night with next to a fan. It was a little bit warm, but there's a fan next to a TV. And we had a great meal. Mallory got a pizza, some pizza. Uh, Paige got this like Oriental salad thing. That was actually the best thing of anything. Pam and I got sliders. Everything at Splitsville was great, but the thing was, we got to roll in, get it. We just walked right into our table. Like we just, we didn't ask it to host a stand. It was an open table. We said, "Could we sit there?" They said, "Sure thing." This was July six fifteen Saturday night. Food came out great. The server was amazing, reasonably priced, and the food was. I mean, this is my kind of food, though, right? I mean, I like like pizza, burgers. I mean, Paige was a little bit fancy. It was like an Oriental salad, but. I mean, I was like in heaven and you sit there and watch people go up and down Disney Springs. I was like, and you saw people from everywhere. Like, I was like, this is perfect for me. Like, give me this kind of food and this kind of like entertainment. Just watching people walk up and down. It was great. So uh, don't discount Splitsville for a bit. I wouldn't, you know, just kind of on a whim. If you don't have plans, good place to go. It's a cool spot. Like, I never thought of that, like being a great spot. I think we went there over the 50th with like a big group. Um, and I, I was really impressed by it. And then I went there another time. My family, we bowled and. I think I had like some sushi and a beer or something. It was a lot of, it's a cool spot. Like it's something that I should put on my radar more. And I mean, I don't want to like spoil the secret about Splitsville and make it more popular, but it is a really great spot. I'm glad you all had a good time there. All right. So give us real quick your Narcoosis review. Cause while we were at Splitsville, how was Narcoosis? So as 
stated many times on this show, it's probably one of my top three restaurants uh, at Walt Disney World. And it's gone through a long refurbishment. I've been very patient waiting for it to return. Um, but I couldn't get an ADR before the, the cruise. And I was getting really nervous. Like, man, you know, like it must be really popular again because it's been closed for so long. Uh, Jared, our friend of the show, like found one. He's like, Scott, I got you in the Narcoozies. I know it's one of your favorites. I was able to find one too. So I booked another one so we could have like a big group. Um, one challenging thing with them, and we saw the, the next day, Mike, with you at the Grand Floridian Cafe, we're struggling to get like big tables together. And, oh. and, I, and I get it. It's tough, right? Like you walk in there, you have two or three different ADRs. And you're like, yeah, we want to sit together. It's tougher than to put tables together. Sometimes you have to wait longer. Sometimes you wait longer and it doesn't even happen. Um, Narcoozies, it's really tough the way like the layout of the restaurant is though. So we had our tables next to each other, which was cool. So we can kind of like turn and talk a little bit, you know, as a group, which was nice, but the, the menu has changed some, but I loved it. Um, I thought it was really great. Um, they still have some of my old favorites. Like the filet is like one of the best I've ever had. And I will give a little tip. So on the menu, it's like, um, a surf and turf. So you have to have like the lobster and the filet. It's like $97, which is I know, I know it's pricey, but, <laughs> but lobster and one of the best fillets ever is like, is a really great combo that night though. I wasn't like, I wasn't really feeling the lobster. So we asked like, can you order the filet without, without doing the surf and turf? And they absolutely would. So they had like a, a different price for the filet. You could do the sides because the sides sounded really good. They're like this nice mashed potato and another vegetable. So I was able to do that. Didn't have to spend a hundred dollars for the surf and turf, which was nice, you know, cause I just wasn't hungry enough for that. But um, the cocktails were great. All the desserts changed except for the one classic. Um, I think you – because you went to Narcoozies with this once, I, I think, Mike. Yeah. Um, they still have the awesome almond-crusted cheesecake. It is a Narcoozies staple. It is a classic. Um, it's a, it's presented a little different now than it used to, but the, it's still the great flavor, still the great cheesecake, which I liked, right? Like it's still like the same item, but like on a little twist with the presentation, which made it feel like fresh, you know? So – that was awesome. I mean, I don't want to go on a long run. The cocktails were good. The friends were great. We were able to go on the porch and watch Happily Ever After. Um, I will say, like, the last couple of years before the refurb, like, they wouldn't even let you out on the porch because the bugs have been so bad. <laughs> like, the bugs from Seven Seas just, like, swarm that area. And I will say it still kind of was buggy that night, so just kind of be warned. Like, it might be a better experience inside the restaurant especially for us. Cause we were right on the window. I, I was kind of questioning our decision. Like, why didn't we just stay inside and, and watch it in the AC? But, but yeah, and our koozies was great. I was happy to get in there. Thank you, Jared, for the reservation. And it was just, that was just like before the cruise, you know? So like I'm on this high, like I'm just getting so excited for the cruise. I'm with my friends. We're going to see you all the next day. I'm having my favorite restaurant. It was just a great start to the trip. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else we did that we need to talk about pre-cruise because pre-cruise you are on that high, right? You kind of just mentioned it, that you're the whole cruise is in front of you. You're excited. And you know, we are always texting back and forth. We're watching port Canaveral webcam.com. I watch port Nassau webcam.com. We monitor where the ship is for like the week prior. And it's always exciting that that morning you wake up, you look on port Canaveral webcam, the wish is that, you know, it's going to be there, but you want visual verification that the wish made it in. You're going to be getting on that ship yeah. that morning. Um, which we're going to be talking again about the cruise on Friday, but um, was there anything did, else pre-cruise that we didn't yeah, talk? About? I did have I did have one cool thing. Um, it was the day before you got in. I got in our Friday, uh, June thirtieth, and I got to see Fantasmic because I haven't seen it in a while because um, they've had some updates to it. And I know you heard me talk about it. But I want to talk about it with the listeners. I love the Fantasmic dining package. I think at yeah. some restaurants you can get a pretty good value. So we chose Mama Melrose. Might not be the most like hot spot to go to, but I I really like Mama Melrose for what it is. Like the theming is, is really cool in there. It's got that Southern California vibe. I always joke how there's a Michigan State Rose Bowl pennant in there. Um, so I always like to walk by and get a photo with that because I love seeing Michigan State at Walt Disney World. How cool is that? Um, so so yeah, I love the theming of there. And like I think it was like fifty four dollars. I think, but. You get an appetizer or dessert and you get an entree. Your drink is also included. So if you're doing like a soda, I mean, a soda at a table service restaurant might be like four or five bucks sometimes. Yeah, five bucks, man. It's getting yeah. crazy. <laughs> so I really thought that was a good value for us. My, I ordered the strip steak and the flatbread and my Diet Coke. 
that was more than 454. It was it was it cost more than what the the package was, which is kind of wild to think. That's kind of like the old dining plan days, you know, where you try to like maximize. Yeah. I'm going to get the two most expensive things. I didn't necessarily need to order that, but um, it just worked out that those are the two things that I wanted. So they and they happen to be the most expensive. But so you get a good dinner. You're paying maybe a little more premium for that package, but you get a great seat at Fantasmic. We got there a little early because we're excited. We're a little antsy. We had some friends with us, and we knew we were just going to sit in the theater and chat anyway. But it worked out so great. We're at center stage, maybe four or five rows up, just the perfect view. We were out of, like, the splash zone. You could feel some mist, but it was a great experience, and I love the changes to Fantasmic. Such an awesome show. I just really love it. It is. Now, what was there a wave pre-show? There, there, there was some waves. There were some waves going on. <laughs> but as you know, Mike, like the year previously, we saw it in Disneyland, and I love that Disneyland Fantasmic. Oh. But there is something to say about Walt Disney World because you have the seating. You know, yes. where at Disneyland, you got to sit on the ground or stand up. So both had their pros and cons. Both are great shows. Highly recommend it on your Hollywood Studios day. You're on your deathbed. You got to see one. Which one are you seeing? I'm seeing Disneyland. <laughs> the ship, the ship. I know. And it's like, I always jokingly, so I had a really great seat at the studios because I always jokingly say like, not jokingly, but I always say like at Disneyland, it seems like it's right in your face, you know, because you're like right there you are. Like on the water. But like where I was kind of seated for the studios, I was kind of like in the same spot almost. But I just, it's just a great show. Like no, I know it's like the themes, it's, it's like awesome. the theme song yeah. for the podcast too. So maybe I'm a little biased for that, but yeah. I, I hear you. I love, no, I, love it. Hey, I love it. I love it when the boats go by, like in the slow dancing scene, you know, and then like the, the monkeys are great. The, the, the action on the mountain. Like I love, I just love all the, the music is so good. I just love the music of Fantasmic and I'm just like a Fantasmic Homer here right now, but I, I hadn't seen it in Walt Disney world since COVID. Like since it was like February, 2020 was the last time I saw it um, in the studio. So it was just really cool. Three years later to finally see it again. Yeah, those monkeys, by the way, are kind of nightmare inducing, but uh, that's a whole that's a whole separate topic. We can do a whole pot, we can do a Patreon episode of the- things at Walt Disney World that, that yeah. induce nightmares, them and the Spectro Magic uh, yeah. trumpet players. Let me get your thoughts on this. So Tim and I were talking about this because we were like, um, hey, we're in the studios. Hey, should we go see Indiana Jones? And it like closed early. So it closes kind of early. And we had a theory that do you think a lot of those stunt actors have to hop over to Fantasmic? To get ready for that, because like there are like a lot of stunts happening in Fantasmic. Do you think it's the same cast members? I bet you they do. That, you know what? I don't think that hard on a vacation, but I bet you're right. <laughs> Not that I, you know, I think that's why Indiana Jones because why would Indiana Jones close at like five or six? You know, they probably have to take a break yeah. and get yeah, ready and change costumes for Fantasmic. Is our that's our theory at least? Okay, hang on. You're onto something right there. Dude, yeah, those guys that are they're they're in uh, Egypt and then they're flying off mountains in Fantasmic. And maybe this is why Animal Kingdom closes so early because the tumble monkeys need to come oh over because there's some like trampoline stuff happening over there too. I, mean, totally I have all sorts of theories. Power down to like there's seven sun actors on all of Walt Disney World property that do every now in drawn to life. <laughs> the, the ladies on the unicycle are also doing four other roles. Basically, everyone is in Fantasmic that works at Walt Disney World. Is what it comes down to. <laughs> This is what we talk about in lines, people. <laughs> this is great. Yes. Okay. In your car right now, everybody's going, you know what? That could be true. <laughs> <laughs> Got to play a lot of hats. That's kind of like the cruise. I know we're not talking about the cruise, but I feel like a lot of those cast members play different, play a lot of different roles on the ship. And I think it's true in the park sometimes. Okay, I know today shows everything but the cruise, but you called. I got to tell this story real quick mustard drill we got lucky in the mustard drill we got to sit down in the, in the avengers restaurant some people had to stand up some people had to go outside on the decks we got a seat at a dining room table it did look like there was a dead body down the middle of the picture that i tweeted i didn't realize it till i did actually it was just the it was just the stuff you know on the table that they covered up plates and plates and silverware glasses being yeah. called in the avengers movie. but it was shaped like a body for some reason it looked like it was a morgue or something i get it after i posted the picture i realized it and people started commenting on it but anyway that's not what i'm talking about so the guy that was you know, the, the cast member, the crew, I guess what they call him, the crew member that was in charge of like giving the instructions with his life vest on and his, you know, bright colors. And he had the microphone for that part of the restaurant, that section. It was making sure everybody was checked in. Every, you know, all staterooms were accounted for. Scott called it early. 
he said, this guy is on the cruise director staff. Because what did you say? What was your line? It, it, it was his chops and the way he like <laughs> and his way he like presented himself with like authority. Because sometimes like those people need to have a little bit of authority. Like some of these like events, these trivia's and things can get out of hand. You gotta like be able to control the room. That might have been what I said, control the room too. And he controlled that mustard room drill like like no other man. That guy was so professional, like you didn't want to interrupt him in any way, like he meant business. And like with his chops and everything and his delivery, I was like, he's gotta be like, I thought he was going to be the number one guy at first, yeah. like, like the guy, but uh turns out he wasn't, but he was all over that ship doing all the entertainment stuff. And um, yeah, I liked him. He was awesome. Yeah, he was. I mean, but you he called didn't get like, to know our, he didn't learn our name though. Like we, we weren't as popular on this ship. Bro. I know it. We'll talk about that on Friday because it, it, it felt a little more disconnected than yes, previous. That's why. Yep. Yeah, I had I've been thinking a lot about the ship in the last couple of days. And yeah, we'll talk about it on Friday. Yeah, we'll talk show. about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Not that not good or bad, just different um this time. But yeah, you're right. I mean, but he was doing like trivias and stuff like that. But you you nailed it like early. Like we had, I mean, mustard drill. That's super early. But you were exactly right. Anyway, so that's kind of pre-trip stuff. We We'll talk exciting morning. We take, we, we got together. We all pulled our, actually Pam surprised us with a uh, private transfer over to Port Canaveral. We did that. We'll talk about all that on the Friday. Mobile, we'll talk about the mullet mobile on the, yeah, uh, that was, yeah, it was a party in the, it was a business in the front party in the back. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, anyway, so post cruise. Now I'm going to sum up my day real quick. So we get off the ship. Sad, sad, sad. Took forever to get off the ship, by the way, because there are only two people working customs for what 4,000 people sail the wish. <laughs> they said there were two, uh, seriously two agents, two people, two people. Yeah. 4,000 people getting off that ship. Terrible. Uh, but that's not Disney. Cruise I think they should have just kept us on the ship. No, I didn't say give me the three. More I'll, I'll sleep on deck four. You're, you're for real. I'll sleep on deck one. I don't care. Wherever. Uh, anyway. So like I said, Paige had to go back on the eighth and she had been talking about never been to galaxy's edge. It's like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the Star Wars stuff. I'm like, when, how long has it been since you've been here? Like, I can't believe it. Like, right. because we went down in 21, but we did that media cruise, but we just went to the, we didn't go to the parks. We just went on the cruise for four nights. And so she hadn't seen it. So I'm like, okay, fine. We'll get, I was like, you only get one day. Dude, it killed me to buy a one day ticket for my kid. I mean, you know how much a one day ticket to Walt Disney World costs? Oh, outrageous. Oh, Dude, a one-day ticket. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm buying a one-day ticket. So I bought her a one-day ticket. Then I'm like, well, dude, I'm already in for a one-day ticket. I bought the Pam and Mallory four-day tickets because we were going to be there for four days, you know, uh, the four days after the cruise. That wasn't so bad because it gets, you know, over four days is not so bad per day. But um, I thought about it. Genie I, Plus, right? Is I, that what you're going that was my thing, yeah. You know, I was like, "Well, I'm in for all this money. Like, we only have that one day, and I want her to have a good experience. Plus, we're not even getting that rope drop, right? We're getting off the ship. We, you know, and it took, for, like I said, it took forever to get off the ship. We had to go all the way to Grand Floridian, drop our bags, then get on a bus, get over to the studios. We didn't get to the studios till almost eleven, like eleven thirty or twelve. It was, I can't remember what time it was. We were way behind. We were doing everything we say not to do on the show. Like I kept thinking that we are breaking every single rule we've been talking about on this podcast for like 15 years. Like, and we're going to the worst park for it too. Like dude, my, my blood pressure was probably just like borderline. I'm going to have a heart attack, but I'm trying to hold it together for my girls. Like I'm just happy. Not really. I'm stressed. So, and I, I was like, I just bought genie plus that, that morning. I didn't even tell the girls. And so, First thing we're going to do, we're going to do Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. She hadn't seen that. She hadn't, done it, you know, so we did that. And I'll tell you what, though, Genie Plus worked like a charm that day to do stuff without waiting. If you just do what's like when you once you tap in to like one attraction, if you just kind of go down the list and see what's available next, that's what we did. We didn't try to like strategize like, oh, I want to do, you know, sl two rides that we didn't get to do that day. We did, we did everything else. We did not do toy. Uh, we did not do Slinky Dog, and this is partially because it rained hard like three different times. So that was down a lot that day because of the weather, and we didn't do Rock and Roller Coaster, and that was down like three different times during the day. They were in single rider for that, but they bailed out because it it, it broke down while they were in line. Yeah. So that, that's those, rough at the studios when that happens. And it seems to happen a lot where Tower goes down and then Slinky Dog's down or rises. It makes that park tough sometimes when. Because 
it's all headliners, right? There's like six or seven big rides, and usually a lot of the cases, two of them are down. So that makes it challenging in addition to what you're already facing for that day. It does. But I mean, we had a, we, you know, like I said, we just, we don't do a park for the full day. We always go or we rope drop. We're out of there by lunch and then, you know, go back maybe for a few rides at dinner time and that's it. You know, middle days out of the park, swimming, whatever, Disney Springs. But we went all day. It rained a few times. Also got to meet a great listener from Sydney, Australia. Gave me, I'm a Swanee fan, by the way. Awesome. So go Swannies Australia. We have a theory though. The Swannies might not be the team because you're you got a lot of interaction from other. I, did. I teams, got some right? hate already, so that means they're a good team. I don't know if like the Cubs or the Cardinals. I haven't decided that yet. I got to do more research. I'm going to see if I can catch them on ESPN Plus because I do subscribe. But uh, I'm a Swannies fan because I got that the hat hat. Is awesome though. By the way, I saw you wearing it at Epcot. That was a nice hat. That is awesome. So real quick, um, I just want to say though, I mean, we with Genie Plus even getting there it was between 11 and 12. We got to do these things. So think about this. And I didn't do all these. I, the girls got to do star tours. They got to do smugglers run. And I did do smugglers run. I was just a pilot with Pam. Pam and I were pilots. Paige and Mallory were the, or Paige and Mallory were the pilots. Um, Pam and I were gunners. Um, let's see. So let's see what else we did. Toy story, midway mania. We did runaway railway. We did, uh, uh, we, we did the Muppets, the Frozen, we the right? Muppets, we did the Frozen show. We did Indiana Jones. Um, what else is there in the park? I mean, we did just about everything there was to do. We well, I know how you ended your night with a pretty big attraction, right? What did we end with? So you had oh, the decision. Uh, yeah, right. you, had, you had to make a decision which uh, one yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. So it, it well, and also we snagged the last minute ADR at 50s Prime Time, which was great because that's Pam's favorite restaurant. So we got just kept looking at the app and got a 610 uh, ADR primetime because we didn't have any ADRs for that day. And Pam loves that place. We got in there, had a great server. The guy was nuts um, just all over the whole corner of the restaurant. So we had a good meal there. PB&J shake for the win to go. That was I had the sampler platter. Can never go wrong if you can't make a decision. Um, so we did that. Yeah. And our last big question was for that night, we could see Fantasmic or we could try to get in line for Rise. Rise uh standby line was 90 minutes and phantasmic was going off at like 9 15. this was like 7 15 we were trying to decide here was the issue and more storms were all over like it's one of those where we looked at the radar it wasn't currently raining at walt disney world but there were like big thunderstorm pockets all around where we were and they were moving you couldn't tell which way they were moving and i love weather I couldn't tell like where it was going to be, but I knew that we had to get in. And I'll tell you what, Indiana Jones, we were there earlier in the day, standing room only. They were turning people away. It was packed. Like I'd never seen Indiana Jones, like where they were turning people away. So I knew Fantasmic was going to be a nut house because people were already lining up like before seven o'clock for a nine fifteen show. Ridiculous. I mean, they kept saying we're not lining up, but people were huddling around that area. Anyway, we had to make the call and I left it up to Paige. I said, Paige, we can see Fantasmic, but here's the deal. We're going to have to get in line about 90 minutes beforehand, probably to get a decent seat. And likely we're going to be waiting in the rain. Part of that time, it's probably going to rain before the show. It might stop when the show starts, but the show could be rained out. We're going to be staying in the rain, but it could be fine. Like this, we're, we're totally throwing the die. I don't care. We'll do whatever we want because we have the day and I don't care. You know, we have ponchos. We can do whatever. Or she'd never been on rise and she was curious about it. I said, it's an amazing ride. You, if we can, you'd like to do that too. I said, we can jump in that. It's 90 minutes. We get it. It's inside. We'll be waiting, but at least we're inside. We're not getting rained on and you get to do a cool ride. You pick. She goes, let's go for rise. Okay. So I was like, that's cool. Cause she's seen fantastic a bunch of times. It's obviously not the new updates, but she was like, I, this is something totally new. I want to do rise. So we got in line for rise 90 minute wait time. We got on in 42 minutes in an hour nice. and she was, she loved it. And it's so did Pam. Like, I mean, it, it was a win 42 minutes standby for rice. And you know, here's the thing. I almost bought an individual lightning lane. It would have been 88 bucks and I almost bought it, but I mean, do 42 minutes. I'm so good. That made me so happy that I saved 88 bucks. Cause it was only 42 minutes when it was posted 80 or, uh, 90 or whatever it was. Just think of like how many Buffalo uh, cheese sandwiches you could have. With that we, had that, we had that for lunch, by the way. So Good. That, that was the win. You know, I'm going there and getting that. So that what, was a, day. what a day. Man, that's an awesome day. Oh, dude. Exhausting day. That's the first thing we did when we got to the studio is we ate lunch after Runaway Railway. 
So that was that day. So I will say it was the only day we used Genie Plus, but it did work. And I don't feel like I got robbed on that, you know, because it's like, oh, I'm buying it and it may or may not work. We got a ton done. I mean, it 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 served its purpose for that one day. We didn't have much time and it made up we probably saved four or five hours. And I'm you know, I'm not a huge advocate for spending money where you don't need to, but it did work. So there That's you go. Awesome. All right, so let's talk something else. You give me a break here. Let's talk about some of your highlights from post trip. Well, the post trip. So I kind of hinted already that Elizabeth didn't feel very well. So that that Friday where you guys were like nonstop, I had the opposite day <laughs> where I just hung out in that room because um, Elizabeth wasn't feeling well. I was just trying to take care of her. She basically slept all day. Um, Emily took a really long nap. So you were talking about resort time. I spent a lot of time like walking around the resort taking photos, checking out the lobby. But you know me, Mike, I love stuff like that a little bit too. Like I love that like thirties big band background loop that they have at the Grand Floridian. So I just sit in the lobby, listen to that, talk to some cast members. But um, <clears throat> it was weird for dinner that night. It was like, I got to eat. Right. And Liz is not feeling well. Emily finally woke up, woke up. So we just, <laughs> this is the beauty of staying at the Grand Floridian. We just hopped on the monorail. We went to magic kingdom to get Starbucks. That's all we did. And that's the joy of having an annual pass at the same time. Yep. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, could you imagine your single-day ticket just to get oh, some yeah. That would have been $200 uh, coffee or whatever. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, we just, yeah, we just hopped on the monorail, like, did some shopping because there was something that Emily saw on the ship that we thought was kind of generic that she never got, and we were able to find it in the Emporium. So we bought that, um, made a reservation for Kona, and had a nice meal there. Um Kona's an interesting restaurant because, man, and you you agree with me fully on this, man. We used to love that place. Wow. There wouldn't be a trip where we would not go to Kona. I'd go there twice a trip most of the time because I, yep. I, that was my favorite Walt Disney World restaurant for probably three, four, five years. Yeah, because it was just – it was cool because, like, you could be close to the Magic Kingdom, so it's a good place to take a break. Or if you're at the Magic Kingdom, go have dinner there, then go back later that night for fireworks and whatnot. And it was relatively, like, a good price. Mm-hmm. And that steak – that sirloin steak with the, the pineapple. Teriyaki. Oh, the teriyaki. That's what it was. Yeah. That is such a great meal. And then they had like the rice bowl. But anyway, so they've changed some of the menu items around. I I know they've redone that restaurant. So it's a little little brighter, I would say, in there. The, the decor is a little bit different. I really enjoyed it. It's still a cool spot. I have a lot of great memories there. But I feel like it doesn't know how to identify itself with its menu. Like, I feel like it's always changing. But a good that's in a good way sometimes, too, because it's fresh. So I did something called the Big Kahuna Burger, Mike. It was this half of, <laughs> I know, right? Like it's a heart attack just hearing the name of that thing, the Big Kahuna <laughs> Burger. After I just had some burgers on the ship like the day before too. Um, I wasn't really thinking about what I ordered, but it was like a half a patty. And then it had like, I don't even know, like a whole bunch of deli meats and whatnot on it. It was huge. And you know, you've seen me put away food. We'll talk about that a little later on in this episode, but like I couldn't even finish it, Mike. I only ate half of that burger. It was so much. But tapped um, out. tapped out. So that was just a chill day. Um, we ordered room service at the Grand Floridian, so that was kind of different. Um, and it was a kind of like the Grand Floridian Cafe's menu. Elizabeth got that salad that we had that we really liked before the cruise. So, so she was just trying to eat some lighter. She just didn't really leave the room. But then the next day, we connected with you. We went to the Magic Kingdom. I know your girls were exhausted. It was kind of like how my day was on Friday. Your girls really wanted to sleep in and catch up on all the rest from the cruise. And then that crazy day at the studio. So we hung out a little bit there. That was kind of a rainy day too. Um, but not too bad, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. We did Tron that day, I believe, and had a great meal at the diamond horseshoe. Um, do you want to talk about that at all? What were your thoughts on that? Yeah. So that was such a weird day. You're right. Cause my girls just slept in and I get it right. Paige got up super. I got up early and ran and I was like a, 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 a caged animal. So, Paige got, well, I was running because I get up like at five in the morning. Because the thing is, if you want to run on a treadmill at a, at a hotel, this is this is Walt Disney World or anywhere, right? Chicago, whenever I'm at a cheer comp. If you want to get a treadmill, I don't care. You can't sleep in because there's only so many treadmills and runners tend to get up early. So this was on a ship too. Like, even though there were like 12 treadmills on the Wish, there's 4,000 people and there's a lot of runners. So like, if you get there, like, you know, a half hour late, you may not get a, you might not get a belt. So I got up early and I got my run in and the girls were like sleeping in. And so I didn't want to like, not go like, you know, go by myself, but eventually I did. Um, Cause I was like, I need to get a cinnamon roll from Gaston's that morning. So I, I was like, forget it. They're sleeping. They're snoring. See you guys. You got, you know how to get on the monorail. They're, they're vets. So anyway, yeah, that morning was weird, but 
you know, I went over, got a, went to the Gaston's, got my breakfast, and then they eventually made their way over. But yeah, Diamond Horseshoe, we ended up going for that night. We were like heaven and home where we were going to eat dinner that night again because we didn't have an ADR. So we're like, well, you know, what do we do? We had, did we have lunch at Columbia Harbor House that morning? That day? Yeah, we went to Columbia Harbor House. We also, we had an interesting thing at the Grand Floridian because we decided to go back and it just, the skies just opened. We were, you weren't swimming. You and Pam just kind of sat that one out because you didn't want to get. Well, I was getting at. ready to swim, but then yeah. I I could tell like it was getting ready to pour. And I'm like, I don't I tell you what, man, it was so much. You saw, you saw us having a good old time and I get it while you were sitting out, but like, we were throwing the ball around. Mallory was laughing. Emily was laughing. And it was just pouring rain while we we're in the pool. And I was surprised. Like, because I thought, like, we're going to get in and it's going to close in like well, five minutes. That's why I didn't get in. That's yeah. why I'm like, I would have got in if I would have known they were going to let you stay in. That's why like, I was like, I'm just going to stay dry because yeah. as soon as I get in, they're going to make me get back out. Yeah. Pam and I just kept sitting over there, like, I can't believe they're still like, what's going on? Like, how are they still in the pool? At that point, it was a game for me. I'm like, okay, I'm staying in until they kick me out now because <laughs> you could see, like, you could hear the thunder, you could see the lightning. I know. Like, how are we still in this? That's pool? what we were saying. I was like, I, I was like, that's why I'm not in the pool because I thought they wouldn't be yeah. allowed in for two so seconds. So it ended up kind of backfiring on you because you and Pam had to like go find an umbrella somewhere. Like I didn't even care because I was soaking wet from the pool already. We got it. We got drinks at the bar. Yeah. yeah, You were winning a little bit. I was like, what do you think it was like 35, 40 minutes? We got to swim like in that rain. It was was awesome. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Then, then, then it cleared up. Then we went back to the magic kingdom did Tron and Nick. Yeah. We didn't, we had this idea, right? Mike, we're like, all right, we get on Tron and then, We'll leave the park and go to Olivia's or something and take a bus somewhere, then take a bus back and then we'll catch the fireworks. And I was just like doing the math in my head about like bus times, dining, you know, like if I go to Old Key West, I'm going to want to look in the shop and all that. I was like, I don't know. We're going to make it back in time. So we made the decision. We're going to eat in the park and we landed at the horseshoe, which is a strange place to merely think of, but like, I thought it was good. I had a good time. Yeah. And- our girls were both really wanted to see, and I mean, the girls' dads both really wanted to see Happily Ever After in the park mm-hmm. in a good spot. Like, we had seen it earlier from the Grand Floridian from outside of Narcusi. Scott mentioned that before. Good spot to see it outside of the parks, but there's something to be said for watching it right there in the hub, all the projections as it's meant to be seen. So that was our goal that night was to see Happily Ever After in a prime spot. So you're right. Once you start doing the math, you were exactly right. I wanted to go to Olivia's initially, but then I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's a lot of hassle for, you know, not a big return on your, on all the work. So and it was an interesting choice coming off a cruise to do like this big family style meal. Yeah, like, I know. That was wild. Yeah. That was a little bit crazy, but, yeah. but it tastes yeah. good. And for those yeah. that don't know, it's the exact same menu at Liberty yeah. tree, Liberty um, tree. shared kitchen, you know, they're really close to each other same price as Liberty tree. So it's just like in a smaller, different atmosphere. And I've been in Liberty tree a lot. I have great shout out to our friend, Sandy. I think she works both locations too. Actually. I was hoping that she would be there that night. She wasn't, but um, the, like the, the automatic piano is fun. You know, it's just like, it's a smaller, like quaint experience. I really liked it. And uh, I thought it worked out for our families that night. And then we got ready for, uh, I think we did like big thunder. We did like another couple rides or something then got lined up for wishes and wishes was awesome, man. It was, and now after after that night. <laughs> yeah. and then we went over to Epcot and saw illuminations the next yeah. night you can put the sad trombone on me for that one what a what a goof up that was but <laughs> there you go no we got a good spot for happily ever after and it was awesome it was it was great because that was that was my first time seeing it in the park again since uh it came back and that was a cool experience yeah it was and yeah it was just a good night i mean surprisingly you know, comfort foods like turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and the the great dessert, you know, and the ice cream. After being on a cruise and you have kind of fancy foods, it, it was just nice to have. I mean, and the thing was, I, I made sure I didn't stuff myself. That was kind of the one thing a lot of times. And I think I fall into this trap is that when you go to an all you can eat place at Walt Disney World, the prices are so high that you try to get your value out of just gorging yourself. And you just that, that's a losing battle in July at Walt Disney World. When it's just hot and humid, yeah. you just eat till you're comfortable and stop because yeah. you, you can't eat $60 worth of food. I mean, you, it doesn't matter how much you eat. So just, you know, eat till you're comfortable and stop. And that it was a good meal that way. That's what I, because I have a hard time with that, but I did that night and I enjoyed it a lot better. So that was yeah. good. So I think we're going long, but there's like, 
We got we got so many stories to share, but there's one particular one we have to talk about, Mike. And that was the next day, that Sunday, when we were at Epcot. So, you know, we get to Epcot. You know, you got there at first, or were you? Did you beat your girls there again? I think so. You were like the first one out of all of us that got there because you did like test track and so on. Yeah, again, again, yeah. I got up ran. I'm like, dude, they know how to get there. I told them, you know, two monorails, TTC switch, get there. Yeah, because another thing about the beauty of the Grand Floridian again, too, right? Like easy transportation right there. Yeah. So real quick though, let's talk about that. So that night after Happily Ever After, we were back in our rooms. What? Like I think you timed it like 17 minutes, something like that. Yeah. I know we were back by 10 o'clock and like the show started at 920 and that's a what 15 minute fireworks show somewhere around there and you know how and it's it was crowded 940 ish yeah and it was crowded so think about like we all know if you're listening to this podcast like that walk out of main street is like tough right you got strollers everywhere people bumping into each other it gets a little bit chaotic to be watching a show a fireworks show at 9 20 to be back at the resort at 10 o'clock that's unbelievable i really think and but that we walk well, but we walked that's what we did we walked yeah, we walked because the monorail line was long and the boat launch line was a little bit long. So we just had to walk it. We did, you know, it was a little animal kingdom that night because we did see a snake and we saw a big deer. And yeah. your daughter said it was a young buck. I mean, she she did some uh, yeah. sleuthing there, right? It was a young buck. Yep. I was worried it was going to be like trapped, but like it could, <laughs> it could, it could hop that fence though. I just didn't want to hop the fence as I was walking by. It was my yeah. biggest concern. I was scared people were going to get up on it. Like, and you know, oh, he's trapped. And you can't. I'm from Missouri, dude. I've seen deer jump way higher than that little ropey fence thing. If that thing wanted to come at us, dude, we'd have been all scrambling. It'd have been like a, like that when they greased the pig at the rodeo. It'd have been but not. It's Walt Disney World. It's a magical place. Maybe we should have gave it some reindeer food and we could have flown back to the, to the Grand Floridian. People would have been screaming and scrambling if that thing would have came over that fence. And that's why I was like, just keep moving and uh, don't go. Anyway. So Epcot the next morning. Yeah, I did go over early single rider test track. Got to meet a listener from uh, Knoxville. It was great meeting her. I believe it was Tiffany. Uh, just, just happened to be the next person in the single rider line. Just happened to walk up on her. And are you Mike? Yes, I am. Hey, what's going on? She listens to the show. So that was great. And um, so got to do that and then went over and did Soren. And by this time, the girls decided to get out of bed and come over to Epcot. So nice. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, and, so they got over there too. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but this was the day that I decided I was going to do Guardians again. Yeah. Oh, stupid. Yeah. I know you I, love that ride. I love it. it. And, and not what, love me. What did I tell you? I thanked you so many times. I thought that was really kind because, like, I thought it was just fun because we do everything together with our families, we you do. know? Like, we do. And, like, over like Marathon, one of those race weekends, like, I had a park pass for you. You sat it out. So it was like us, my family and Beth. And like, I was like, Oh man, Mike's missing out, you know? And like, I'm glad you did it. But then I saw it firsthand. Like, man, you, you don't like that ride. Like, oh I, want, I want you to love it so much. Cause it's so great. But I thought I could do it. I, I thought, you know, because it was like your family. It was, I mean, cause like our families are like one big family. So I thought I'm doing it with your, you know, you and your girls, my girls are here. God's going to get me through this. God did not care that I was on Guardians of the Galaxy. As soon as that thing started going backwards, I was like, I'm going to puke. <laughs> I was just like, oh, how long can one way or another by Blondie be? That's all I was thinking the whole time. I was just like, please. Well, I'm proud. Of, I'm very proud of you for trying. And and then right afterwards is the story that I really want to get into. So we met a great listener. I think his name was Kevin from San Jose and his family. They're, they're about to board the Disney Wish chatted with them. You were chatting with them for a while that I came over and chatted with them. Great family. But the big thing that was happening where this is at the Starbucks at, uh, at like the connections area we spent, I don't know. I think we spent 45 minutes at that Starbucks and it wasn't all just talking to Kevin and his family. It wasn't because we we're sitting, sipping coffee at a table. It's because we were watching one of the craziest <laughs> operations for this dessert being made. And I don't even know how to pronounce it. Do you know how to pronounce it? The I'm working it right now. So it is called the tree cake. Okay. So it's, it's right next to the Starbucks. They make this thing. It's 15 layer cake and it is called the, I took a picture of it. Oh dude. Now I can't find it. Hang on. So I was, I was Mike's looking for it. So some more background on it. So it's a Germany. Um, it's made from Germany. There's these, these uh, specific machines to help make the 15 layer cake with the batter and the drying and the cooling off. And there's 
a very limited amount of these machines in the world. And they have like, I don't know, like two or three of them at the Starbucks at Epcot. Like how cool is that? And I think I said like made in Germany, but loved in Japan or something was kind of like the catchphrase for it. Do you have the, do you have the name? It's me, I'm not going to pronounce it. I know you're not. I'm, that's why I'm leaving it up to you. Good luck. It's the bomb Kuchen B A U M K U C H E N the tree cake made it up. Got, you know, I'll tell you what tasty. And big shout out to Luan at Epcot. We spent 45 minutes watching this guy do the whole process from from cooling off the cake, from dipping it in 15 times. My man had a whiteboard with 15 tally marks. Every time he dipped it and put it back in the oven, he would mark one off with his thumb or finger or whatever. And then he would do it again and mark another one off. So we saw all 15 layers be made in the process. But he not only is Luan just dipping the batter, putting in the oven. No, while that's happening, he's going off to another area and starts, he gets out the big knife. He starts slicing it. Then he lets that cool off for a little bit. Then he does another dip. The man's working like four or five different stations at once. And the, the humor of this was not only that was Luan awesome. There's other cast members. And I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> I mean, I know they were helping. They were doing other roles. Like Luan was the only male and like all the other cast members were like females. Right. So then they were all probably like in their early twenties. It could have been like college program kids. I don't know. Yeah. They were about that age. And so we were giving him all this attention. Like we were, we were his hype team, man. We were, we hyping were, him up. We were like, this guy is like top chef or, you know, I don't watch any of those shows, but he's like, I don't know, Guy Fieri or something. We have no idea. He could just be the guy that is like, that was his like one hour to work the lathe. I don't know. But we were just, we were amazed by this whole process. So we were like taking pictures. We were like taking selfies with the guy. Best was taking like, because it was like you had the glass. She was writing notes so that they, we could send <laughs> comments to them so they can hear us. We joked. They probably had like a microphone set up so they could hear all of us like, in their area. But, but you know, the other, the other, the, the females that were all just cracking up because he's getting all this attention. So they're giving yeah. him a hard time. He's getting, he's a blushing because yeah. he's getting all this. He's probably never got the attention because he's just making like a, like basically like this seven foot long donut all day. I forgot but, about the icing too. He was icing one of those too. Like that's another step of the 15,000 steps of this cake. And there's like a chocolate option. So then all of a sudden we notice there's like a mini chocolate fountain that's going on. So he's starting to slice these up and then. Does he hand it off to another one of his team members to do the chocolate? No, no. he absolutely yeah. doesn't. Not he goes to the chocolate fountain while he's dipping the batter and doing all the slicing and icing. Now he's doing the chocolate fountain. The man was just an amazing talent, I will say. And we watched him for forty-five minutes, Mike. It was, a, and you you called it like what? How did you explain this? Like what did it make you feel like? You you had you hit the nail on the head. Weirdly enough, after because we like you know here's the thing. You're at Walt Disney World, right? And you're there. We had Guardians of the Galaxy. You have Soren. You have Test Track. All these, like, you're kind of triangulating between those attractions when you're there next to Connections or, you know, uh, Creations, Connections, Starbucks, all that right there. We're, we're the, the fools that are standing there watching for four. We're the only people that are watching a basically a seven-foot donut being made for 45 minutes. So everybody else is on all these e-ticket attractions all around us. You know, we're doing this. But here's the thing. If you think about it, this is like pure classic Epcot in its in its most pure form. Like this is a thing from a different part of the world, from Germany, which is popular in Japan. I mean, if we believe what it says, and I mean, who's to say I it's not? What it says. You have basically a craftsman doing something that we've never seen before with machines that are very rare, making this this culinary treat that we can purchase. And then we went over and bought them and we ate them later in the evening. And had the carousel progress. We saw the progress of this whole thing. And then we got to enjoy it at the end. Like it was, yeah, you call it like the edutainment basically. It was, I mean, we loved it. We spent six, I spent three days at Walt Disney World on the front end, three days on the back or seven days, four days. This might've been like the most memorable thing of that whole trip because it was your family. It was Beth. We were just laughing, having a good time. And it was something we never experienced before. And I feel like you could only experience that at Epcot, right? Like, because as you were saying, the machine is so rare, like who knows where it is across the world, but we got to spend that 45 minutes and we made that cast members day. I know we did. And it was just, I'll never forget it, Mike. Like we were, we had the videos, we had the selfies and everything to remember it, but I don't, I won't ever need to reference a photo of that because I will always remember that. that oh, same. I mean, we just we hyped him up, and then he, the more we got into it, you could tell he was walking a little bit more proudly behind the yes. counter. It, it, all of a sudden, he had this like swagger about him, man. Like, because at first, it was like he wasn't like a, 
I was like, man, why is he ignoring us? And like, that's not cool. But yeah, then he then he felt like he was in the spotlight, man. He was having the time of his life, man. I said he just needs to go in the back and like if he because you just had on a basic like ball cap, you know, like Casper ball cap, like do his job. Like, he needs to go in the back and like if he walks out with like a ten foot tall like chef's hat on, like in a minute, like we have won because he is into his job. Yeah. And it was just great. But I mean, that's basically it was like a food and wine booth, like a demonstration. But you know, ninety nine point nine nine percent of guests are just gonna walk right past right. that. And I mean, that's okay because that's not okay. for everybody. It's great for people like us. Cause we've been on Soren 128 times. We, you know, you've been on guardians a million times. I've been on it my last time and it's cool. I'm fine with that. I've been on test track a million times. Like I need different stuff and I like the educational stuff. I like to see how things are made. I like the mechanics of things and the creation of things. And I mean, think about it. That's in a place called creations, you know, creations, and connections and all I mean, think about those two shops right there that are side by side that's exactly what the name exudes and then the best part is you know we got to buy the product it was and we were going back and forth because this process is so intensive we're like one slice of this sucker is going to be 20 bucks because that's it takes forever to make and then right. it was only like six bucks yeah you got the machine you know all the labor that goes into it like yeah it's got to be 20 dollars no it was six dollars and I'm glad you went to that because that's how I was going to wrap this story up. It's like, so we got to, we got to taste it. We got to experience it. And I thought it was good. It was good. We kind of jokingly said like, oh, this is going to be awful after this. Like, you know, like it wasn't like the sweetest or the most awesome like cake dessert thing I ever had, but I thought it was acceptable. I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, pure old school F guy. We loved it. It was just a lot of fun. And, you know, you got to take something home and, I, you know, I got a little taste of Germany right there. And it was it, it, hot take though. It it did the chocolate one. Cause it had a chocolate coating on the outside of this, uh, this cake. It tasted to me kind of like an Intamin's donut, like the chocolate covered cake donut. If you've ever, and they sell, ironically enough, they sell these at every Walt Disney world resort by the dozen. The dessert, all the DVC resorts they actually sell them at pop century too. Cause we used to buy them all the time for our drive. When I used to drive, we'd get a, box to drive home actually we could get these as a snack on the disney dining plan back in the day you get like 12 donuts for one snack credit it was like a steal we get like if we had leftover snack credits we get like four or five of these boxes and just take them home back in the day the dining plan was insane but they are good and it was just we had a good time that's just one of those things like it, it, that was you know it's a connection that we're gonna have as our families you know because nobody else is gonna have this story and i that's what i like on our you know, other Monday shows that we do every trip will have a story like this. That is just wild that, you know, I went to Epcot and, you know, most people say I rode Soren. I went to Epcot and we rode the monorail or we stayed at pop century. We went to Epcot or, you know, went to Walt Disney world, but we went to Epcot and we watched a bomb Kuchin be made by an awesome cast member made named Luan and had a great yeah. time. That was awesome. great. And not for everyone, like you said, but like if you're listening to this and you're in Epcot and it's still because I think there's going to be a limited time thing. I'm guessing this these machines travel the world or whatever. So spend a few minutes. Don't spend 45. You, I mean, spend 45 minutes if you want. But it was a blast. But just like just watch the process for a couple minutes because it, it is really fascinating to watch. I'm glad they had that whole setup. It kind of reminded me of like crispy green donuts back in the day how you could kind of like see the whole like yep. the process on the line you know that's kind of what it reminds me of. isn't doing the whole crispy cream donut but, it, but it's one i know this is one guy making a seven foot cake <laughs> so awesome shout out luan he was awesome anyway yeah. well let's call it a let's uh, wrap this show and then how about friday we get back together with pam and talk about salem the wish let's do it all right so we'll have listener questions in between on wednesday but thanks for hanging with us hope you enjoyed the show if you have any questions about our time down there just shoot us an email or just on social media. Hey, real quick. Are you on threads? Have you joined threads? I am on threads at F Scott or at F Scott. That's yeah, me. Be our guest, Mike, trying to get the followers over there. So follow both of us on the threads. I don't really know what's going on over there quite yet, but I don't think anybody really does yet. So we'll figure that I was, out. I was, I was threading it up while I was flying home. I, <laughs> I gave Delta a shout out from, from my first class seat while I was on. On threads. Yeah, you were killing me. You were having what, like an old fashioned and watching it's back while I was I <laughs> MCO just trying to get on my plane. Yeah, that was so mean of me to do to you, but yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to get home and get my little snack mix. 
I feel like you trolled me sometimes too, so I, mean, I think it was you. But it was, it was, that's what friends do. I mean, it was like it was mean, but it was funny. It was no, I get it. That's I, I, I that's, what, that's what we do. All right. Anyway, so give us a follow. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and now Threads at Epscott E P S C O T. I'm at BR Guest Mike. Connect with us, please. This week, we'd love to talk to you. Also, Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. We're taking all your calls. You want to talk about the cruise? You were on it. Give us some thoughts. You want to have any questions about the wish? We can talk about that as well. Anything else? Ask about my Crystal Palace ice cream on Sunday night, too. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, Sunday night, we got to talk about because your picture needs to hang on the wall. I will share the story because that is a great if that. That scene could have been a scene out of the movie Airplane. If you've ever seen the movie Airplane, that's the closest connection I can make to when you walk from the ice cream machine back to our table. It was like, bump, bump, bump. but I'll share the story I, either on Friday or on Sunday. I promise. Cause it was, I mean, it was, it was it, 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 the move had never been made since 71 in Crystal Palace. I don't know when that restaurant opened, but your picture needs to be on the wall. Anyway, we got it in this show. Uh, the Magic for Less brings you all these great podcasts. Swing by the website, themagicforless.com. We'd love to help you plan your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line trip. Mention the Be Our Guest podcast. You and I will work together on that trip. I'd love to help you plan it. We're going to get you the best price each and every time and make it as magical as possible. We cannot promise that we'll get you a bomb coochin. We can get you in the right direction. If not, we can point you at the Inman's Donuts. It's a good second place thing. Magicforless.com. Please also support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. We have our bonus shows called Mike in the Midwest every week over there. So just swing by Patreon.com slash Podcast, And of course, the Amazon affiliate link supports everything we do throughout the year. It's really easy. Just click through the link. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. That supports us each and every day. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. We'll be back again on Wednesday with Lister Questions Friday with a recap of the Be Our Guest Podcast Cruise. So until we meet again, for Scott, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.